More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. This is the best of with Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Welcome back in Clay Travis, Buck Sexton show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Joined now by Tucker Carlson who has got a brand new business that he is launching. I believe it launched yesterday. I'm sure that many of you have already checked it out. Tucker, thanks for coming on the show. Let us know what you got cooking. What's uh, what, what's the new business and how's it going to be set up? Gentlemen, thank you for having me. Uh, well, it's a streaming service. Um, and the point, I'm not a business person, uh, but I am a free speech person. And the point is to protect speech from advertising boycotts and pressure from corporations. And really the only way to do that is to build a subscription service where people, you know, pay for some percentage of the content that they watch. And then you're, you're a fortress. There's no one can shut you up at that point. And that's a conclusion that I've come to after, you know, a lot of years of doing this and having been shut up a few times through advertiser boycotts or corporate pressure or whatever it happens. Um, but I think going particularly into this next 12 months, you know, you're going to need outlets that can't be shut up. You, you literally can't make them be quiet and not, you know, you don't have to watch if you don't want, you don't have to listen if you don't want. Uh, but if you do want information that's honest and that's not being controlled or edited by people with interests they're not disclosing, you know, it's really important to have that, especially in an election year. So that's what we're building. Hey, Tucker, it's Buck. Uh, you know, I see that, uh, Elon, of course, now that he is for free speech, the the left has decided that he's like public enemy number one, even though he's arguably doing more for you know the issue of climate change and uh, clean energy and all this than any other human being in history. They don't care. They hate him because he's for free speech. Is what you're doing really um, enabled or even just made possible because X exists at this point as a place? Because, I mean, I don't even, people ask me, I don't even bother posting really on Facebook or these things anymore. Uh, you know, people can post for me sometimes, but they're not free speech places at all. So is X kind of a critical ingredient in the plan? And how, how does Elon's vision and your vision, how do they intersect? Are you, are you kidding? I mean, yes. And 
By the way, I mean, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I mean, you can reach a big audience with any of these. YouTube, Mr. Beast does. Mr. Beast is the biggest creator on YouTube, and he is because he never crosses any lines. I'm not attacking the guy. He does something very different. But no one with political views that are out of sync with the, you know, two, three percent of the population whose views are imposed on the rest of us. No one could exist on any of those platforms telling the truth, period. So it's not, you're right, it's not even worth it. X is the only big media platform in the world that has free speech. There's only one left. And, um, and that's because of Elon, you know, whatever you think of him. And he was, you know, after my kids was the first person to call me after our show got canceled. And, um, you know, he didn't offer me money or to hire me, but he just said, I just, I want you to know that we have this platform. Our commitment to free speech is real and um, invite you on. And we took him up on it just as anyone else could. We didn't get a special deal. Uh, and I've been grateful for it ever since. I mean, we've made precisely zero money, but um, I don't really care. You know, I just, there's a lot going on and I, I wanted to continue to talk about it and to, you know, interview people and go around the world and talk to people saying interesting things and record interesting developments. And I can't stand the idea of being silenced. I don't think any American should stand for that. I mean, it's actually, I mean, I try not to work myself into a frenzy, but it's pretty unbelievable that everybody I know in this country, all born here, all Americans by birth committed to staying here, they can have a conversation. You, you're afraid to talk to people about controversial, quote, controversial things over your phone because you know it's being monitored or could be. Even with the phone in the room, you know they can use it to listen to you. Who's they? The government. And not just our government, other governments. So the whole thing is like so crazy. It's gotten so North Korean where everybody is afraid to think um, that anything I can do and my staff from Fox, I mean, we brought most of our staff with us, and I'm grateful for that, very grateful for that. But um, anything we can do to add, you know, to a conversation that's real, that's not defined by lying, uh, we're going to do. And that's what we're doing. We're talking to Tucker Carlson. I, I know you have already been asked about this, but let me just make my, my pitch here. If Trump came to me and he said, Clay, I want you to tell me who I should pick as vice president. My answer is you, uh, and my answer is you because I think you can communicate what Trump is often trying to say and sometimes getting attacked and not being able to be the best defender of his perspective. And that's not a shot at Trump. It's just more of a compliment for you. I think you would be the most effective vice president that he could possibly pick. And I told him this. You heard it. I said it on the radio directly to him. He responded, said he was going to consider you. So if Trump really came to you, Tucker, and if he said, I think that in order to win and run the best version of a campaign in 2024, you are my guy. Are you really telling me you would say, can't do it? Well, I'll just say three things. One, the only reason I'm being asked about it at all is because <laughs> you brought it up. You're welcome. So, You're welcome. I, I love pointing that out to people, by the way. They're like, what do you think about you. Tucker for VP? Uh, and I'm like, uh, well, we kind of started that whole thing, so I think, you know. But by the way, to, to, before you finish your answer, you can come back to your three-parter here. Melania, to be fair, Axios had a report, which I'm sure you saw, where Melania Trump said it should be Tucker. Now, whether that's true or not, 
But Trump does listen to his wife, I think, and I said this on the show earlier this week, I think he blamed her for his endorsement of Dr. Oz, which is very funny. So in the event it didn't (laughs) go well, he might blame her if you were the pick. But how would you respond? Trump says, I need you. You're my guy. We're going to win. Otherwise, I'm concerned nobody else can do what you can do. You would respond how? Well, I would just say first that that only proves that Melania listens to your show. (laughs) <laughs> uh, which is pretty flattering, I think. Um, so s- second, I would say I, I am in sync with Donald Trump's big ideas. You know, I, I definitely was not in sync with some of his staff choices at all. But the but the ideas that he ran on, you know, have a secure border, a trade policy that helps your own country maybe fight fewer pointless wars. Um Right. I mean, it's it's not complicated. That's an extremely moderate, sensible, middle of the road, non-ideological platform. And the only reason that most people don't recognize that is because of the torrents of propaganda that have distorted it. And so I think if you if you say those things slowly, calmly, in a this is your captain speaking voice that people can hear, it's hard to believe that anybody could be opposed to that fight fewer pointless wars like what is the point of nato or just like we can have discussions about these things but i think common sense will prevail if we do it in a calm way that's my personal view as for my role in that i mean i'm like pretty happy with what i'm doing i can't imagine being in politics honestly i I don't like the people in politics i like trump i think he's hilarious he's he's fun to be with he actually cares about the country um and cares about people that's real i've seen it uh, but, you know, most people in politics, and particularly the consultant class, I mean, I've spent my whole life around them covering campaigns and living in Washington. And, like, not one of them's ever been to my house for dinner. You know, I'd like <laughs> the homeless to my house for dinner. Everyone can come to my house for dinner except political people. They just can't because they're too fake. And I just can't deal with that. So the idea of being around fake people even for a meal, much less a career, is like horrifying to me. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess I would assess it if that incredibly unlikely thing happened to me and I felt like there was something I could contribute. But, and the last thing I'll say is, I don't like people who seek power. I don't, and I never have. And, and I, also like, I also, also don't like people whose like goal is to become rich. I don't like that either. And I know those are unpopular views, but I mean it. And I'm just gonna say it because I don't care anymore. I just don't like, if you want a lot of power over me, you should not have power over me. That's how I feel. And if your goal in life is to have more money than you can spend, then you disgust me. That's called greed. It's like eating more food than you can digest, which is gluttony. It's just gross. And so, those, I mean, those are just not, you know what I mean? Like, if you get rich in the process, that's great. But, and if you get powerful in the process because people, you know, want your leadership, I get it. That's a byproduct, though. That's not a goal. And um, politics draws a lot of people who want to be rich and famous and powerful for the sake of being rich and famous and powerful. And that's just like absolutely repugnant to me. Sorry. Frankly, Clay, a lot of people are talking probably about Tucker (laughs) as VP, the best, great VP, really wonderful. We'll talk about it. We can get into some other stuff, too. here. (laughs) By the way, that whole answer, Tucker, just solidified for me why you should be the pick. (laughs) You, you just, you just, wow, you just yeah. nailed it. Oh, come on. This, Cl- no, Clay that, is a dog with a bone, yeah, Tucker. You got to know. Club that would have me. Oh, man. Uh, you should have right, heard, the, you should heard on the Mike Pence interview. If you don't answer oh. a question for Clay, he never lets it go. So now, That was the perfect answer. That's the answer I would want <laughs> Trump's VP to give. Uh, when we come back, uh, Tucker's going to stick with us. We'll close out the show. We'll get him with some more questions. 
probably MIT, Harvard, Penn, what happened there, uh, and uh, where does he th- see things going in 2024 as we progress? Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then, HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Final segment of the day, and it's a doozy. We've got our friend Tucker Carlson here. He just launched the Tucker Carlson Network. Go sign up. Go subscribe. Uh, Tucker, switching gears here on the topics for a second, um, beyond the possibility of like a VP and Tucker administration in the future. Um, Administrations. The (laughs) president of Harvard is not losing her job. I think it's interesting to see who was surprised by this on the right and who wasn't. Uh, I was not surprised. I'm sure you were not surprised. But what does this tell us, if anything? Well, I mean, it tells you that DEI is a religion, of course. She's a holy person. And it also tells you that 
not just Harvard, which is the you know obviously the the pinnacle of our higher education system, but the entire system is a joke, because the worst thing about gay is not that she's an open bigot, which she is and has always been, but that she's an idiot. I mean, she's a scholar who goes by the term doctor, though she can't take out your appendix, who's never written a book. So I'm a hack journalist. I've written a bunch of books. I wrote them myself because, I don't know, I like to read books, so I wrote books. She's a scholar. If you look at her scholarship, she's a professor of African-American studies or something. It's not even a real discipline. And she's produced no real academic work. So, like, in the end, leaving aside the demonstrations and even the question of free speech, higher education is about education. And if the top scholar at university can't even be bothered or is not even capable of writing a single book, you're a joke. And everyone has known that. The, board, the overseers of Harvard have known that. All the people who are paying close attention to the school, which is a lot of people, probably too much attention to the school, have known that. And no one said a word about it. And it's like, how was this allowed to How did you get a dumb person running Harvard? And at least Larry Summers, who is a very abrasive, difficult person, who I have a lot of trouble talking to because he's so annoying, at least he's indisputably a scholar. He's smart. Do, do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. We talked about that earlier. I mean, he got in trouble for saying something that is a fact, which is men tend to be better at math and women tend to be better at yes. verbal related skills. Like that's not an attack upon biology. Yes. That's just a reality. And no. yet you've got this woman who is plagiarizing and is blatantly, uh, you know, not supportive of free speech for anyone that has a different opinion than her. And that leads me into this question, Tucker. Are you you've been in media for for most of your adult life? Are you pessimistic or yeah, every optimistic? Day, every day of my adult life. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, are you pessimistic or optimistic with the trend lines that you see for media as we begin the 2024 presidential campaign? And I don't just mean over the next 10 months. I mean with what you see on the larger landscape. Uh, how would you assess where we are right now, not only as a nation, but also as a world in terms of freedom of speech and the status of media in general? Well, I mean, this is like not the first media earthquake I've seen. I, when I got into the media business over 30 years ago, I was a fact checker. That was my first job. And I literally called people on the phone to check facts. And then I looked them up in a bunch of bound volumes in my office. Okay. The internet existed, but we did not take it seriously when I started. I'd never used a computer, not one time when I started work as a journalist, okay? So now we're at the end of the era that began then, which was the era of, you know, centralized big media outlets. And they're dying, and it's unmistakable. Their death is unmistakable if you take three steps back, and they're being replaced by independent voices who by definition are much harder to control. And that's where the balance of the audience is moving. Streaming is not just like something you do on the side. Streaming is the media now. And so, yeah, I mean, in five years, you know, will NBC News exist? No, it won't. In its current form, it will not exist. And none of these places will. And so I think that's good news because they couldn't be worse than they are now, for one. And for another, they really are being replaced by I mean, I was looking up somebody's pot, a guy I know in the m mainstream media business who now has an independent podcast. I won't name him. I'm sure you know him. And he's like gone off to do this weird thing, whatever he's doing. I looked at the numbers that he's getting on YouTube. They're crazy. He's getting like a million viewers a video. And this is just some random guy who's doing this out of his house. And so, yes, everything is changing right before us. It's hard to see its outlines because we're in the middle of it. But I think it's a great thing. Great. More people listen to you guys and to Russell Brand and Jimmy Dore and people who like 
I wasn't even that familiar with 10 years ago, if at all, then pay attention to the Today Show. That's real. Tucker, it's a little little uplifting here at the end of the show, and I guess I'm possibly taking it in the wrong direction, but what happens if they throw Trump into prison or house arrest or something? We just had Andy McCarthy on. He was talking to us about this possibility, and he thinks it's a very real one. Yeah, I think Andy may be for it, but leaving aside that, um, <laughs> oh, you know, I think you can I mean, the, the people, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I'm just throwing that out there. It seems that way. Um, but, you know, the... The same people who lecture us about the democracy are about to short circuit it. I mean, just keep in mind that the things that Trump is being charged for are ridiculous. Like they're non, it's, they're, the whole thing is BS, okay? So the fact they're trying to imprison this guy who is the unequivocal front runner in the presidential race running against a senile man who's wrecked the country. I mean, the, it's, the whole thing is grotesque. And again, we're two in the weeds. Step back. This is crazy town. And if they do that, then it's just like a shutdown of our historic, you know, 250 year old democracy. That's that's what we're looking at. And I don't know what the response to that will be. I hope it's very forceful. It needs to be, because if that is allowed, then, you know, all bets are off. The Bill of Rights means nothing. No more elections. Like, how can you have an election after that? You imprison the guy who's going to run the race for bringing documents home when the incumbent president did the same thing. It's, Just it's promise us at the crazy. inauguration ball we're close to the, the alcohol. Welcome back, everybody, to Clay and Buck. Phone lines are open, 800-282-2882. We have Aaron, who sounds like a brilliant audiophile. Aaron, what's going on? Hey, guys, thanks for having me. You know, um, I live in San Diego. I got tickets to Metallica. I'm a diehard fan up at SoCal in L.A., Drove through the horrendous L.A. traffic, got to the stadium, got my $15 beer, and I couldn't hear a freaking note they were playing. You know, it was just loud, gargled sounds. I couldn't even make out the, the music. I, I hate stadiums. I agree with Buck. You're a brilliant man, Aaron, because, see, you've experienced the reality. That's what I always tell people. Stadiums are not built for outdoor stadiums. It's not built for acoustics. There's no, there's no way you're going to be able to really, if, if you're somebody that wants to hear the crispness of those notes, you want to hear those vocals, Clay's Clay just he's just I'm there just for, the pageantry, for the I just want the big show, the big screen. I would still like to go see the Taylor Swift extravaganza. Like back in the day, U2, Rolling Stones, the big stadium shows, I think are really cool just to see the way they put them on. So I, I don't really like thing, the actual thing, sound. Eh, I don't do, really do you want to go to this thing in Vegas, the uh, the sphere? This, it I do a hundred percent want to go to the sphere. For those of you who don't know, the uh, owner of the Knicks, James Dolan, and Madison Square Garden built this incredible concert. I mean, really, it's just a venue that is called The Sphere right off of the Vegas Strip. And I believe they had U2 open up for like 19 straight days or something like that. And they want to do a UFC event. Uh, I saw Dana White talking about this. Obviously, the UFC has major connections in Las Vegas. It looks incredible and yes i want to go see an event there i'm figuring they'll probably have something huge for the super bowl this year because the super bowl is in vegas so i'm hoping i'm out for for some of the festivities surrounding that when is the super bowl <laughs> do you know what month the super bowl is in it's january or february okay that's that's pretty yeah you it's in february i believe that i haven't even looked up the official date but usually february 11th our staff tells us this year my argument has been for some time that they should move the Super Bowl to the Sunday before President's Day 
and give us basically a football holiday weekend every year. To me, feels like a no-brainer. Uh, that would be an easy calendar change. You add one week to football season, which I don't think most people would complain about. And then, boom, everybody gets off Monday. And it revitalizes President's Day, which I feel like, other than mattress sales, most people really kind of don't think very much about President's Day. Uh, are my uh, are my beloved Jets or my beloved Giants in the running for this uh, Super Bowl? It is an awful year for New York football fans. No, they oh. are not in the running. That is a shame. Maybe yeah, I they're both a, actually atrocious. Should I be a Dolphins fan then? Dolphins are, yeah, you should. It's actually, you're kind of coming in in a very favorable time because the Dolphins have been trying to replace Dan Marino for 25 years now, whatever the math is on that, maybe 30 years now. And Tua is really very good. They're going to win the division, I think. Sorry, uh, Bills fans. And uh, and host a home playoff game. So that, that's not been very common. You could be kind of fair weather fanning yourself into a really good spot. So yes, I would be a Dolphins fan if I were you. Everything I know from about Dolphins football, I learned from watching Ace Ventura. So you know, oh, that's a great. They couldn't couldn't make that movie now. But there's a lot of things in Ace Ventura that would be very Dan, unacceptable. Dan Marino makes it and makes a appearance in that. Yeah, and Don Shula. That's why I know he I mean, was the, the quarterback. Yeah, Don Shula. I mean, that's NFL license. They were fine with that movie being made. They would run in the opposite direction now. By the way, the movie's funny. I showed it for my kids a couple of Thanksgiving ago. Uh, holds up for them. They thought it was pretty funny. What do you think is, is the well movie done. that what what is the movie from our youth? Now I'm giving up the the joke here because Clay and I are basically the same age. Don't tell anyone. Um, what is the movie from our youth that your kids love the most? Well, it changes based on how they age uh, because. But like right now, on, like like right now, like in the last year or two, what's the one that they have liked them? Is there one that really sticks out? They, well, the last, the most, two most recent we watched, they loved both of them: the Lost Boys and Scream. And they really want to watch the entire Scream. That was around Halloween. We were watching all those movies. Um, and before that, it was I would probably say Indiana Jones, but they also love Star Wars, like the original Star Wars. But uh, the Indiana Jones movies, they thought, were uh, were pretty phenomenal. Dan in Minnesota. What's going on, Dan? Hello. With the uh, votes coming in as early as they do now, no matter how... Uh, energize the Republican base or uh, the, how good the polls look, I'm ready to be disappointed because as the election nears, the, the Democrats' ground game will will disappoint us election after election. And I think we have every right to know, as long as we're going to be voting this early, what the what the score is as the votes come in. That way, we we won't be surprised and and we won't have such a traffic jam. The, thank you for the call. The night. amount of de- thank you. The amount of defeatism is. I mean, I'm trying to think of the fan base that the Republican Party would represent right now. The Republican Party is uh, is is like the New York Jets. There is almost no faith that anything could ever go possibly right. I would have said historically, Buck, the Detroit Lions, although here's a good sports analogy for you to drop out at Thanksgiving because the Lions will be playing on Thanksgiving. And everybody out there who's listening right now, if you are not a sports fan at all, but you want to blow your family away on Thanksgiving by just dropping an incredible sports stat, here's one for you, Buck. The Detroit Lions are 8-2. and two. 
Detroit Lions play every Thanksgiving. They are 8-2. and two. They usually play the early game. So you got all your family and friends around. You can say, Detroit Lions are 8-2. and two. They haven't been 8-2, and two, Buck, since 1962. JFK was alive the last time the Detroit Lions started off a season 8-2. and two. There you go. You save that one. Your your family's Thank not you. listening. Your brothers are, sp- are football fans. Sports people, yes. You're going to drop it. They're going to be blown away. No, I don't think you can release all the numbers while the voting is still going on. But I do think this. Every single state should 100% copy everything that Florida does from a voting perspective because Florida was the laughingstock of America in 2000. It took forever. The hanging chad, the vote and everything else. They fixed it. No big state, Buck, does voting better than Florida now. By 10.30 or 11 o'clock, you know exactly what the tallies are going to be. You know who won every race. Every state should be exactly the yeah, same as Florida. I think some states that are run by Democrats at the legislative level uh, and have a Democrat governor, they want to keep it exactly how it is. They want to keep it a little opaque, a little murky, a little, you know, who knows what's really how going on. How long did on, it so. take, like a month, for all those votes to come in in California? Remember how long it took to figure out who actually won the House? Yeah, N- New York had a long, a long lag as well. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Today, more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And who has the time? HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family's insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and frauds to help you and your family save. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from selected past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look, and HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden medical bill errors. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. 
Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. The, uh, you know, going out and making a plate of charcuterie, which I, I'm going to be honest with you, like, I don't even know what that is. Um, and uh, uh, I I regularly will go out, but, y- y- you know, I, I, I do, I'm not very uh, astute when it comes to food. So when I heard I'm making a, a plate of charcuterie, that's not what I would buy at a tailgate, right? Chips and salsa is about as far as I go. I mean, I might try to set up charcuterie at a tailgate, but yes, generally speaking, that's not what you would necessarily. Come I'm going to have beer and probably chips and salsas at like 90 percent of the tailgates that I've ever gone to. Maybe going to get really fancy and have a Chick Fil A sandwich. Um, Can I make but, my pitch to you about about salsa yes. versus queso? Obviously, queso is superior, but queso is dangerous. You can polish off a whole thing of queso. And then, if you're me, you feel bad about yourself for the next few hours because you're like, I just ingested like 80 or 100 grams of saturated fat polishing off all that queso. You can drink a bucket of salsa, and it's basically like veggies. You're good to go. I, I am 1 billion percent in disagreement with you that, that, that cheese dip is better than salsa. Wait, you don't agree Taste- that it's better tasting? I'm saying it's the better option because of the price you oh. pay uh, nutritionally. Oh, I'm not even thinking about the nutrition. I would rather eat salsa than cheese dip. Oh, oh, I would much I rather think eat cheese dip I think than it, salsa. I think You're salsa a is You're infinitely a better, infinitely better as a choice between the two. audience not is with me on this. Dip. This is one of Clay's big, most controversial I don't want, takes. I don't want big cheese after me out there, right? So I'm not trying to throw the cheese dip people. I don't want to. I, I want us to still be popular in Wisconsin. I don't want the cheese heads coming after me all around Packer Nation. I'm not anti queso or cheese dip or whatever you want to call it. Salsa, however, is better as an option to dip a chip into. I, I don't even have to make this case. This now, is like I when Nikki Haley your, shrugged gonna, her shoulders and was like, I have no response to this. That's just that's just outrageous. I may even go some of you out there nodding along, you're agreeing with me. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna throw you for an uproar. I actually think the uh the standard French onion dip is the best of the chip dips given an option that you can buy easily in a store. Some of you are out there were like, I like, uh, you know, uh, buffalo chicken dip or, you know, where you mix all this stuff together. Three primary dipping options. I go French onion one, salsa two, your queso dip three. I'm, I mean, honestly, now, now he's just being inflammatory, everybody. <laughs> I just want you to understand. He's just, he's he's trolling you for, for emails right now and clicks. This is nonsense. He does not believe also, what he's saying. I will also add another caveat. I think it can depend on the chip. If you have the Tostito chip, clearly salsa is the top choice. But if you have like a standard like Ruffles chip, I think the French onion dip is the better choice. I mean, I'll throw this in the mix. To me, any dip that has crab in it is superior to any dip that doesn't. I, that's just that's just a personal crab. preference. Yeah, great yeah. Poupon over here. I mean... <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm like, any dip that has caviar is far better than any other dip. Crab. Right. Yeah, I, you I got the you know, lobsterman. I just outed myself there. <laughs> I got to put the top hat and the monocle aside here for a second. So anyway, what do you think about, okay, we, we'll return to the border here in a second because it's really important. We'll get to it. But obviously, we're going to have some hot takes on the superior dip, I think. And you can all let Clay know that he is he is wrong. Anita in San Diego wants to weigh in on the dip debate. Anita, what's going on? How are you? I, I love listening to you, too. And I'm just I'm trying to get some work done around the house and listen to you. But it's not queso. It's queso. Please, queso. Oh, there's no way I'm ever getting Anita. Wait, I'm just gonna be honest with you. Hold on, I hold have on. no it's ability queso? to do accents. Queso it's, like it's, that. The vowels are a a e o u, not a e i o u. So it's queso, please. <laughs> but if yeah. I add crab to it, then can I call it queso? <laughs> if you want to add crab to it, then go ahead and call it queso. But the, when it's made the say... right way, it's queso. Please, por favor. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Anita. I want to apologize. Muchas gracias, to Anita. Thank you. Can I just get a blanket immunity for all mispronunciations for the next several years? Because I think I am, I don't do accents. I, you're good at these, Buck. I don't do pronunciation. I also can't whisper. Like, my, I, I, like I was at dinner the other day and somebody was like, You're really loud. Can you, just what, what, would it take, what would it take for Clay? I, I want to know for you to pull out a full country Tennessee accent, like to give me the full on Tennessee you know, the, the most regional, I mean, do we have to get you like a few shots in the hole here? How does it I work? I don't think I really have it. You, you know, you could get my mom. I think my mom's been on the show. I mean, she has a deep Southern accent. Her accent is amazing. Like I want her to narrate books about the South. She does have she a good said, accent. Yeah, it's true. Whoa. Lines are lit. Email boxes filling up. People are fired up here. Uh, hopefully all writing in with the same take on things uh when it comes to queso versus salsa queso queso we have been told by a native uh, i respect the fact that anita is right there here is what i would ask about pronunciations in general like sometimes people mispronounce things and it is so well established that the mispronunciation is the way that you talk that you seem like a show-off if you try and pronounce it as it well, can be. I tell you one of one of the great one of the great problems, problems probably like frankly the biggest problem, um, when you go into any kind of a bakery, and you want to order that crescent shaped, very buttery pastry, that the French call a croissant. Americans say croissant. Yes, but are we really supposed to walk into the bakery and say, "Hey, man, I want a croissant"? Yeah, but the only other do. option is to say, "I want a croissant." I'm not. I'm not French. There's and, people listening to us right now, Bert, uh, Buck, who live in Kentucky in a town called Versailles. It is actually named after Versailles. But yes. if you were driving around in Kentucky, the famous French palace, if you were driving around in Kentucky and you asked the average person, "Hey, I'm trying to get directions to Versailles," they would look at you and have no idea what you were talking about. You have to really, say Versailles. To really confuse things in Miami, the most famous, probably, Cuban restaurant in Miami is Versailles. But if you just show up here, would you know it's Versailles or would you think it's the Americanized Versailles? Also, 
the school is clearly Notre Dame, not yes. Notre Dame, yes. even though it is the French, Notre Dame, like the cathedral, but we Americanize it. So it gets confusing. I don't know. Croissant or croissant? That's always a tough one for me because you either, you know, you either lean in on the French thing or you're very American with it. So I go, I go, I go with American. We get, all right, I got to get to some of these here because everyone's calling in too to yell at us. Um, Thomas, Thomas is a brilliant man, Clay. Do you know this? Thomas is a brilliant fellow. Queso is much superior to salsa as it is. But if you get loaded queso with chunks of tomato and some ground beef in it, that is untouchable in the dip world. I'm actually, I'm actually not going to disagree with them that I do, not, I do not like chunks of tomato in my queso. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 